Hi, thanks for joining us today. This is Bonnie Wallace, author of The Hollywood Parents Guide, Young Hollywood Actors and Top Hollywood Acting Teachers. And today my guest on the Hometown to Hollywood podcast is talent manager Sherry Kane, co-founder of Moxie Artists. Sherry's clients are working in TV, film, commercials, print, Broadway and professional stage productions and national tours. They include Haley Reinhardt, Catherine Mary Stewart, Akira Akbar, Kuvanjane Wallace, J.D. McCrary, Young Dylan, Mackenzie Hansazak, and many more. Sherry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Um, I know that this is a great resource for parents and other actors in the industry, and I'm, I'm really glad to be here. Well, thank you. I'm glad to get your contribution. <laughs> It's been a long time in coming. So I want to start right away with, with what made you decide to open Moxie Artists? I was working for a company called The Green Room, a management company, and um, I was enjoying my work there, but I felt like I needed something more. I needed to be in a place where I could... Um, bring more to my clients, make decisions, and think outside the box a little more. Um, Another colleague of mine, Erica Monroe, was also working at the Green Room, and together we decided we should create this company called Moxie. And I guess we named it Moxie because Moxie means uh, force of character, determination, or nerve. And we wanted to be able to really take our clients to the next level and think outside the box and, and help people um, in ways that normally a manager might not help them. Um, Erica is very much involved in the digital side of things. She works with major clients in the TikTok space like Hype House and Chase Hudson and Avani Gregg and Maddie Monroe. And I I really am come from the traditional side, although I do have some digital clients as well. And we are thinking um, outside the box in that we are looking to get more into production. Um, Erica's already working on something producing. Um, I am in talks as well. So we are, are just thinking about what can we do and whether it involves singing or um, getting a, a label to look at our clients. Just just really approach it from a different way, a different angle than just a traditional TV film angle. It sounds like you're a little more proactive. Is that, would you, would you say you guys are a little more proactive? I I would absolutely say um, we are proactive um, and we try to make things happen for our clients Um, even if they don't necessarily benefit us monetarily, but we know that that exposure is going to lead on to bigger and better things. For example, my client, J.D. McCrary, who is Young Simba on The Lion King, um, the first thing I did after I met him was I put him on Little Big Shots. I don't get money from that. Um, That's not a a paying job really for me, but I knew that exposure would do wonderful things for him. And sure enough, he started working with um, Childish Gambino and he ended up on his album and then performing at the Grammys with him. And then when they were looking for young Simba, I said, this is the perfect opportunity. And although they were only looking for 
actors and singers, performers who had been in the Broadway show or on national tour in the role of young Simba. I pushed and pushed and said, and he sang with Childish Gambino, who's playing um, Big Simba. So eventually uh, they, they acquiesced and they heard him and the rest is history. He booked the role. You know, I love that story because in my experience, that is so, so, so true, you know, because it's, it's the little things or it's the things where you're like, ah, you know, is this really going to, you know, this isn't going to make anybody any real money. Why are we doing this? It's like, that is the stepping stone toward being seen for the thing that gets you the thing that you're excited about, you know, and, and I've seen that over and over again with Dove's career as well and everybody else's that I know. And, and, and I think it just, it can't be emphasized enough. There are a lot of young actors out there or, you know, actors who are just starting out at any age who feel like, you know, oh, this kind of role is beneath me. I'm just going to hold out for the big stuff. Like you don't get to the big stuff without doing the little stuff first. <laughs> it's true. I mean, we, we also created a group of younger kids who were really involved in TikTok and, and, um, and putting themselves out there on social media by pay, making YouTube videos, creating their own content. And as a result, those clients have now catapulted in terms of their numbers and viewership, and there's more interest in them in general. Now, I don't really think that the digital is something that an actor needs to concentrate on, but sometimes it does help. So, you know, it, this was an interesting this was an interesting project because we have seen it help our clients as well. Let's talk about that for a second, because there's so much anxiety and confusion, especially for young actors, but really honestly, actors of any age with social media, like, is it important? How much do they need to do? You know, if you've got people under 13 and their parents are doing it for them, probably hopefully yeah, and, that's and the law. <laughs> Or or they'll or or they will be get kicked off um, TikTok mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure, um, and they're they're really cracking down on that. As far as social media, I do think that it's helpful in some ways and not so helpful in others. The bottom line is when actors are being chosen for a role in a TV or film, production is going to want the people who they think are best suited. It comes down to who's the best actor for the role. It, it, now, for some people, I think it will help if they're trying to get the attention of somebody for some reason. For example, as a casting director, they might be looking for something specific. Maybe they're looking for a Latinx boy and who's bilingual. And so simply by using the hashtag bilingual actor they might be able to find what they were looking for. So in that sense, it could help you. But I don't think that it's necessary for an actor to really go all out and have that digital, big digital following. I think it should come organically. Um, and, and that usually does when you've booked the roles. And I think that... Um, there are times when digital stars become celebrities and then get the roles, but but in generally speaking, that's not the norm. Usually when they do that, it's because 
production needs you more than you need them. Um, <laughs> if you know what I mean, yes. they want to bring your audience. Um, but the bottom line is you still have to be able to act. You have to be able to act. And, and I do know that there's a kind of a backlash in some circles here about, uh, casting somebody in, in a serious role who's thought of as an influencer, you know, and so that can actually work against you in some cases as well. So it's, it's interesting to me. It's sort of like, well, you know what, if you hate social media and you really don't want to do it, like you can do it in a really minimal way and that'll probably be fine. You know, put yourself out there enough. Um, but if you love it and love it and you're mindful of how you do it, you know, it, 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 it can open some doors and it might close other doors. But again, like, there's no one way to do this. There's no right way or wrong way right. necessarily. Right. Might I mean, I would think, <laughs> exactly. I would think if you want to be, if you want to be a serious actor, that being all over social media might be a problem at first until you've proven yourself. If you get a role and you really kill it in that role, then, then that social media and, you know, knowledge that everybody has of you might go away. But it's like anything else. It's the acting that needs to win. You know, you need to hone that craft. You need to be skilled and you need to keep studying in order to get where you need to be. I agree completely. Now you were a lawyer before you moved into talent management. Do you think that that background's made a difference to your work as a manager? Well, I think law and entertainment are really far from, apart from each other in a lot of ways, but they, there are aspects of the law that have helped me. For example, I'm detail oriented. Um, I don't, I, I try not to miss anything because that's what I've been trained to do. Um, for example, I, it also helps me with contracts. Um, for example, I had a client at one point who told me that um, her contract wouldn't allow her to her contract wanted her to return to New York. She was in LA to finish um, voiceover work that she was doing. And I said, there's no reason why they need you in New York. And she said, well, the agent is telling me I need that. And I said, please send me your old contract. And I reviewed the contract and I said, there's nothing in here prohibiting you from doing it in LA. So let's keep you here where you're working and you can, they can find a location for you to do that voiceover work. And sure enough, that's what happened. She was able to continue her job in LA and also do the voiceover work um, and did not need to be replaced or anything like that. Yeah. Um, another way that kind of is crazy to think about, but to some degree, it might help me in looking for authenticity in people. Um, because I was a litigator and so I had to have witnesses on the stand and I had to, you know, get depositions and it, it allowed me to see what makes a good witness and what makes a bad witness, what testimony feels authentic. So when I'm viewing an actor's reel or self tapes, I'm able to determine you know, is that, does that feel authentic and real? Um, because you want to know that, you know, an actor is authentic and the way to do that is I think an actor needs to put their true selves into the role. Everybody always thinks that I have to become somebody else, but that's not the case. The case is you have to put yourself into that role 
take the parts of you that make that match with that role and really become the role as yourself. Hi. With the entertainment industry changing every day, I'm continuing to work to be a source of inspiration and information in your life. As it's been for five seasons and over 120 episodes, the Hometown to Hollywood podcast will be there for you. Now, I'm asking you to be there for us. The podcast has been a labor of love for years, and now I'm asking if Hometown to Hollywood's been a friend to you, if it's helped, educated, and inspired you, please become a supporter of the podcast. For only $5 a month, the price of a latte, you can become a friend of the podcast and help me afford to continue to do the work that you've come to depend on for honest, insightful interviews that shed light on how to succeed in the entertainment industry. If you can afford it, pitch in $10 a month and become a good friend of the podcast. Your support helps supplement the people who can only give $5 a month. Join now. Just go to hometowntohollywood.supportingcast.fm. That's hometowntohollywood.supportingcast.fm. And in just two clicks, you can have access to the complete version of this incredibly informative conversation, as well as each upcoming episode and the entire collection of over 120 past episodes. If you can't afford $5 a month to subscribe, the first 10 minutes of every episode will still be available for free. Subscribers get the full episodes delivered right to their inbox. Thank you. I appreciate your support, and I can't wait to share the exciting upcoming conversations with you. Meanwhile, if you could use some one-on-one -on -one coaching, invest in a video consultation session with me. Just go to hometowntohollywood.com and click on the consultation page. In 60 or 90 minutes, you can get peace of mind and a detailed action plan. Remember, the future belongs to those who believe in their dreams.